Hello and welcome to Digital Free Thought Radio Hour on WOZO Radio 103.9 LPFM right here in Knoxville, Tennessee. Today is December 8th, 2019, and if it's not where you're listening, then you're listening to a rebroadcast of the show or podcast and should not be trying to call in. I am Doubter 5, and as usual, we have Wombat on the phone with us. Say hello, Wombat. Hello, it's the Wombat! And he's laid back as usual. Uh, we also have guests, uh, Boudreaux and Spaghetti Eddie. Say hello, all. Boudreaux here. How's everyone What's doing? What's up, guys? Yay, welcome. Digital Free Thought Radio Hour is a call-in talk radio show about atheism, free thought, rational thought, humanism, and the sciences. And conversely, we also talk about religion, religious faiths, gods, holy books, and superstition. And if you get the feeling that you're the only non-believer in Knoxville, well, you're just not. There are several atheist, free-thinking, and rationalist groups that exist right here in Knoxville, and we'll be telling you how you can connect with them right after the mid-show breaks. And did you know that there was an atheist call-in television show also broadcasting here in Knoxville and has been for nine years now? Wow. Did you know that, Wombat? Yeah, I didn't know you were a, a Ryan Reynolds fan. But yeah, it's going to be huh? it's a movie called Free User or something like that. It's It has well, Taika Waititi in it. I thought yeah, the well, we were, special effects were talking were really, about a TV Larry, show. Here, Larry, though. I'm talking right now. I, I, I really don't <laughs> like how you always interrupt me when you bring up the subject. But yeah, I'm just saying maybe you want to check it out. Uh, yeah, if you want to see it, like we can we can make that work or something like that. But yeah, I think it'll be no, a pretty good movie. No, it's a TV show, and it's got just a couple of atheists on there sitting in front of the camera talking about atheist stuff and answering questions from the audience. We'll give you more details after the mid-show break about how you can find it on TV and on the web. And in spite of what Steve Martin would have you think, there are an awful lot of atheist songs out there. And you'll be hearing some of them on this program and generally on this station as we have put them in rotation. Uh, Wombat, what have you got for us today? All right. Something so, about movies? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm a Californian uh, by heart because that's where I went to high school. We had a military family, but that's where I went to uh-huh. high school. So I consider myself Californian. And I went to two high schools in California, maybe even three. Who knows? <laughs> we moved mm-hmm. around a lot. But uh, yeah. The the weird thing is I keep feeling myself being drawn back to the state. Like I've always wanted to go back to California. And so in order to like help appease that feeling, I watch documentaries that take place in California. And every time I see a documentary on California, it's like, man, I'm glad I don't live there anymore. Because <laughs> it's always about it falling in the sea or how it's running out of water or just like the worst people in the world. Being yeah, brush fires, people. landslides. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah, you can make a whole, you know, cinema project off of it. But yeah. I did see this documentary. I saw a couple of documentaries on California about parents who want their kids to be child actors. And it, the documentary in question was called The Hollywood Complex. And it was about all these people from around the world, mostly from around America, who go to this one apartment complex that's in Beverly Hills that uh-huh. helps them set up to make their kids a child actor. When a lot of the time that there's there's just no there's no hope for that kid, like that kid can barely speak English <laughs> or that kid can yeah. sing or that kid just has a terrible personality. But the kid is being raised in this bubble where the parent is only giving them encouragement and encouragement and that you have to do this and that we spent all this money to bring you here and that you need to be a star and all the time throughout the documentary it's just like a group of kids being rejected 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 it's like you didn't make oh, the wow. not good addition and the kids put it on themselves they're like well i just have to work harder like or 
it, it it's something I'm going to have to work out because I need to get five Oscars before I'm 16. Or, or wow. It's just a really unrealistic setting, and it hurt me because I see these kids being raised in a situation where they really don't know any better. And I wish that um, everybody had a chance to see this movie. Christians, Gnostic atheists, everyone in general, just because it shows how easily you can make a kid adapt to a toxic situation. And so I want to go around and talk about like, what movies would you think would be good, good movies to just be in the public vernacular or like mainstream to the point where it's like, everybody knows what you're referring to. And, um, and we can talk about like, parallels between that and things that we are concerned about that maybe we have a hard time expressing and that if we had this movie we'd be like hey guys remember like how <laughs> in truman show you feel like you're it's, it's easy to develop a complex where you think everybody's watching you but like the whole point of the truman show is realizing you can't just live with a lie you need to go for the truth that's why he's the true man right. like you get that anyone yep yep um, one of the movies I think that people, you're not talking about documentaries per se, but I know you're including them. Yeah. But one of the movies I think that people should see is uh, The Invention of Lying. Oh, what is this? Oh, you didn't see it? No, no, no. What um, is that? Oh, I'm trying to remember his name. Uh, Ricky Gervais. Canadian. Ricky, Ricky Gervais. Gervais, yes. Uh, he lives in a world, uh, this is a fictional world, of course, where lying is not a thing. You can't tell a lie. And uh, his mother is dying, and he's visiting her in the hospital. And not to give too much of it away, he he just can't face the fact that she's going to die, and that'll be it. And nobody believes in an afterlife or anything, so he makes it up. He tells her she's going to live after she dies in, in a different place. And then, and then, of course, the nurse and the orderly hear him, and they tell other people. And because he, he can't lie, this is, you know, it's got to be true. Right. So, you know... Before long, you know, everybody's believing it and talking about it and stuff. And it, it, it comes to the source of what people want to believe rather than what's true. Mm, I think that's really fascinating because you have yeah. Ricky Gervais, who's like a well-known um, atheist and, and, and doesn't shy away from it either. And he's basically made an allegory for why people make pleasant lies to believe in to avoid harsh truths. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And how easily and willfully people want to buy into those lies. I hope this movie made a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you I, didn't I, see it, so uh, okay. how many people did? Yeah, I'm looking at yeah. the box office. They made $32 million off a $18 million budget. That's double the money. That's not bad. Yeah. All right. Yeah, not bad. That's good. Wow. What do you guys think I think about? that to, to follow up with that, uh, that's a fantastic movie, and not enough people have seen it, obviously. Hmm. Another one is, another Ricky Gervais is a TV show, Ricky Gervais TV show, uh, Afterlife on Netflix. Yeah. Oh, which kind of, kind of, it's, uh, that was uh, great. It had one season, I think he's, he's wrapping up the second season. It, it, uh, it deals with a similar issue, but, uh, basically a guy who, is uh living after his wife died of cancer and he's just a miserable uh person and he's uh, very openly atheist and and uh, but it kind of it, it walks you through kind of that mourning process and and uh whether or not believing that that person still exists in an afterlife would help or not i think it's kind of what i took from it wow yeah uh, uh, that's mm -hmm. two great Ricky. So two, I gotta catch up on my Ricky Gervais things. So like, yeah. I know, I know Larry was talking about that Ryan Reynolds movie, like at the start of the show, but like, we should like maybe 
you know, keep up to date with Ricky Gervais. Like, <laughs> that's some yeah. good quality yeah. stuff there. Mm-hmm. Spaghetti Andy, do you have a, uh, anything that you would recommend? We can, we can, we can go around. Um, I think a good one to, uh, would be for everyone would be like the matrix. Oh yes. Yeah. I want to dig yeah. into this. Be- yeah. Because the whole idea of the matrix is pretty much just forget everything that, you know, mm. it's all an illusion and you're living in a world that is like, you know, way older than, than what you think and the robots is taking over. And, mm. and so I actually had the, uh, the, the privilege to watch this and had no idea what was coming. My, I think I was like 16 in my 20, 21 year old, brother like it's like hey come check this out uh and i was like well what's it about he's like i'm not gonna tell you anything just watch it and yeah, so that would be a way to say it and then the moment when like you know uh he got pulled out of the matrix i was right. just like what is going on <laughs> <laughs> and so it's, it's a great you know uh it's a great example of pulling yourself out of i guess your worldview or yeah, how you see everything questioning just, what you believe yeah, yeah but how how can i be sure of anything you know right, and right so that's that's the starting point of pretty much every uh worldview like debate you know mm-hmm. it also like the more i i so i'm also american i've also seen the matrix <laughs> but the more i dive into like the anthology of the matrix you realize that the there's a there's a the matrix is is not so much a how do you put it a bad thing <laughs> it's actually kind of like a a nice place that like robots built just to keep humans from destroying the world in a sense and there was a really great scene in the matrix i remember i think it was one of the characters that betrays the rest of the crew that's like he's sitting in front of like one of the agents and he's like when i eat a steak it tastes like a steak when i go outside and I feel sunshine on my face. It feels like sunshine. I don't care if this is a lie. I'm willing to just keep going on with this. And, yeah. and you, and it was both sad and, and so like devastatingly true at the same time too. Cause I could, I could feel the same argument of like, you know, uh, this belief system that I have or a religion that I have just makes me feel good. I just need something that makes me feel good to like take the edge off of the harsh reality that, you know, like maybe there isn't. Oh God! Maybe there isn't yeah. like a something for me. Yeah, uh, you know there was there was a guy that I talked to uh, in one of my Ask an Atheist uh, tables, and he we had long conversations, but at the end he ended up just writing me a letter, oh. and in the letter, <clears throat> most all of it in the letter was how it makes him feel better, mm. uh, how it gives him it feels like it gives him morals, it, it uh, you know it gives him hope for an afterlife. Mm. Uh, not once in the entire letter did he mention anything about how it was actually true. Right. It was all utilitarian, right. you know, what it, what it offers me. Yeah. And I think that's a big point that people miss when they, when they think about their religious beliefs. Mm. I talked yeah. with a guy once who was, uh, uh, alcoholic and he needed God to keep him sober. And uh-huh. when we were talking about like, uh, the nature of like the truth of the belief, because I didn't want to pry too hard because I don't want to cause harm to anybody. But when we were, when I was just like gently challenging, like the idea of like, you know, the idea that because it makes you sober, is there a possibility that maybe that's something that you did all on your own? And he, and his, uh, like, rather than like through the God belief. And I think his argument was like, you know, even if it's a lie, I need the lie. 
and I, I just need that lie to function. So like, I'm fine with it being a lie, which in, in my, yeah. in my mind, it's like almost a recognition of the fact that I'm aware that I don't have a good reason to believe this. I also don't care I'm more just in, yeah. interested in the usefulness of the belief than mm-hmm. the reliability of it. And that's, that's a rough situation to put yourself in, I think. Right. I agree. I also think it kind of begs the question, um, is there a point for, for everyone in which they would choose the comforting lie over the harsh truth? I, mm. I think that, that would mean that the truth just would have to be so harsh. Like, uh, Comic. take the matrix. Yeah. Like take the matrix, but it's like, uh, the, 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 you know, the matrix is some, you know, heavenly place and, and the reality is, is much, much, much worse than, you know, the real world and the robots taking over. It's like, would I want to just be, you know, be lied to? Uh, so yeah, it's interesting. Let's apply the actual spaghetti Eddie. If the matrix was real and you had the chance of taking that blue pill to get out of it, or was it the red pill? I keep forgetting. It was red pill. I <laughs> if the red it, pill. If it's the red pill. Would you do it knowing what's on the other side? Keanu Reeves in a broken down Goodwill sweater and oatmeal for the rest of your life music. Yeah. And constantly hunted. Don't forget that. Yeah. 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 I mean, would you, do you prefer the Matrix if we're just talking about the Matrix? Yeah. I, I, I would uh, say yes. <laughs> I'm on Team Matrix. But it would be hard to live there knowing what you know. Uh, yeah, to an that, extent. Yes, to an yeah. extent. Yeah. But yeah. it'd be way harder being on the outside knowing also what I know. Like the cost of right. being satisfied knowing an unknown versus. Yeah, it's like being able to visit heaven and, and then come back if you want to. Yes. That type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. See, I would want to not be in a matrix with oh. the understanding that I'm the one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, that's the first time in my entire life someone said I don't want to be Keanu Reeves, but sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, have you? So has everyone got a re- chance to go around? Because I got a bunch of others too. Oh, go for it! I think we have. Okay, so there's a, a show on TV called The Good Place. Have you ever heard of that before? Yeah. Oh yeah, big fan. Oh, okay, yeah. great. Uh, Ted it. Danson's on the show. There, it's and they've had they've had enough seasons where they've had a beginning, middle, and end to the whole arc. So it's not like you're going to be tied into something that just keeps going and going. But the premise of the show is basically um, uh, ladies in the afterlife. Um, she's worried if she got sent to the bad place. <laughs> but it turns out that there's a character that's like, no, no, no. Like, turns out all the religions are kind of true, kind of wrong. But you don't have to worry about that because you're in the good place now. Like, that's basically mm-hmm. it. And, and as she goes through this idyllic life, she realizes that a lot of the insecurities and like things that would make her upset still exist when what's supposed to be like this utopian, utopian version of the afterlife. And she realizes that like basically everyone's miserable <laughs> to an extent, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and at, 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 at not you're going to gonna sp- give it away. Not going to, I won't spoil <laughs> the whole thing, but I would just say like, um, it's very much the concept of like, punishment or like hell is essentially other people but just extended to three seasons if that makes any sense yeah is that too harsh of a take what would you say what was like your favorite things about the show I I think the best thing you you skipped right over is the fact that yeah most everyone got it got it wrong but one guy got really close Hmm. to getting to getting the religion perfect right 
when he was on uh on LSD or something like that. <laughs> he, he almost perfectly uh, figured it out. Hmm. Um, I, 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 it's a it's a really neat show. I have not seen the latest season because oh, it's not on. Net, I'm so glad on it didn't spoil. Yet. Okay, yeah, yeah, it's yeah good. So I have not. Yeah, it's good. It's good. No, it's good. It's good. Yeah. yeah, and I would also say that it's actually kind of like, as far as like what heaven was sold to me when I was a Christian of like just a place where you just you know bow and worship the God twenty four seven for all of eternity at, <laughs> it's gonna suck like here's your heart yeah. here's your kneeling place go have fun i was like wait a second right. uh this at least had a starbucks <laughs> had a yogurt place had a bowling place I was oh like, it was it was the ahead. epitome of, of everything that you want to do in right. life like to be like and magic works and you control the magic and all mm-hmm. that is great except it's not what christians uh, or most religious people think that the heaven is supposed to be i mean the According to the text, you is twenty four seven worship of God. Right. I mean, most people can't stand an hour in in uh. church a week. You can imagine twenty four seven every single day for eternity. I mean, I do not think it would be heaven at that point. Yeah, it really starts out as kind of a show where you think, "Oh, the Christians are on board. We got them hooked. We're great." And then it like starts to peel back the curtains on just the concept of what an afterlife is actually, mm-hmm. and like the consequences of being in a place forever whether you're always happy or whether you're always upset. Like, do you really want yeah. Utopia to be the last place you, you spend in existence for eternity? Yeah. It doesn't make yeah. sense. What's funny to me is that an afterlife like that would re- rely on computers and technology as yeah. much as they do in in that series. Yeah. You know, I mean, think of Janet. Yeah. yeah. I think it's just I, basically I, a nice matrix. Sorry for interrupting. Go for it. I was gonna say they they tackled philosophy quite a bit on the show too, yeah. in, in a really cool way. And I, yeah, I like it. I, I was gonna throw a quick one because yeah. this one's off the radar. I think um, the Sunset Limited. Has anybody seen that? No. Oh, no. no. Sounds familiar. <clears throat> it's it's Tommy Lee Jones and Samuel L. Jackson. And that is it. They're the only two characters. Huh. One is one is named Black. One is named White. Um, White was trying to commit suicide. I think he was a professor. And he's an atheist and, and, and black stops him from committing suicide. And they both go to his house and they basically have like a two hour long conversation about <clears throat> who's right. Philosophy. Oh, yeah. what? Uh, but that's about awesome. Philosophy. Yeah. It, it, and, and it's not done in a, uh, like, I think, um, I've only seen it once and it's been a little while, but, um, uh, you know, the, the Samuel L. Jackson comes from a, a side of, you know, just he grew up with God and that's what he knows. And I think he's like a maintenance guy that works at the subway. And then, and White is this professor. Maybe I, I don't remember if he was in philosophy or not, but, but, uh, you know, he's coming at it from kind of the, the, uh, uh, rational way and, and Black's coming at it from kind of the emotional way. And they just, they have a, it's a really interesting conversation. Uh, Who plays what, White? Uh, Tommy, uh, Lee Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. yeah. Tommy Lee Jones. Okay. I have to put that on my must-see list. Yeah, me too. Sunset Limited. It sounds like the front half of a Tarantino movie, which is to me is like the front, the most fun part. Just like the dialogue, and and like dripping in intensity, <coughs> and you're waiting for like a payoff or something crazy to happen. But I'm there for this. I'm there for the talking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Has anybody? Um. Well, anybody else have something to say about that before I go to a different movie or a different series? Really looking forward to it. Go for it. 
Has anybody been watching Good Omens? Good. Oh, no. Is that on Amazon? Um, the yeah, Amazon, Prime, Amazon Prime, I believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I saw anyway, the trailer. It always creeped me out. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, an angel and a demon uh, working together to try to prevent the end of the world. Okay. Uh, the the it starts off with the birth of the F, uh, the Antichrist. And, oh, I think and I've then been you know, this. they realize that they've they've been on Earth, you know, since the beginning. They're immortal, and they they've gotten where they really like the Earth. <laughs> they don't want it to go away, or the people to all the people to die. So they try to work together to to keep it from happening. And if you haven't seen it, do it's very good. It raises a lot of philosophical questions, uh, and uh, and it's very funny too. If anybody's uh, familiar with um, Doctor Who, um, oh, what's his name? David Tennant. David Tennant. Thank you in the audience there. <laughs> uh, David Tennant is the demon, and he play, he's just incredible at it. Oh, and it's cool. it's it's a great movie uh, series. Anyway, it's been it's been a really long time since I've um, seen this movie, but I think also another good one would be um, Dogma. Yeah, I've got that on my list. I was going to mention Dogma. Talk yeah. yeah. Oh, it's great. Go it's ahead. Uh, ben Affleck and Matt Damon, and it's basically two angels that get kicked out of heaven and are trying to find a way back into heaven, and they're interacting with people, and it's largely. I, I feel like it's a comedy. <laughs> yeah, isn't that yeah. the movie with uh, dang it, uh, the talking guy and the one who doesn't talk, Skinny Bob and ah, oh, Jay, Jay and South Bob. Bob. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's Kevin Smith flick, and yeah. and George Carlin's in it too. What? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a classic. I bet you. Yeah. I've seen but um, I probably saw. And one nobody like would 10. ever guess <laughs> who actually plays God. Oh, yeah. 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 Yep. I think that's a it's a really good movie. Uh, it's I, I I can't remember it correctly. It is a little vulgar, but uh, I think it's always a good movie for um, Christians to see if it it kind of uh, gives them a different perspective on you know on their uh, religion. You know, mm-hmm. uh, maybe not dogma right away. Maybe they can start off with like a like a Bruce Almighty, like oh, if I was God, what how would I you know, behave and kind of relate to Jim Carrey in that sense. And then progressively move on to, you know, more vulgar or extreme or kind of, you know, pushing the boundaries of of their, of their faith. You know what I mean? Satirical even. Yeah. Um, If I could make a quick plug for a a movie that was done in Kentucky, a documentary, Um, we believe in dinosaurs. Has anyone heard of that? Dinosaurs. Oh, wait, we believe in dinosaurs. We, (laughs) Yeah, we, we believe in dinosaurs is a documentary mostly about the Ark Encounter in Kentucky. Um, and Ty, I know you've you've been been there, been near it. Um, yep. Do you, you guys know about the Ark in Kentucky? Yeah. Oh yeah. <clears throat> well, uh, these folks uh, from from I believe University of Kentucky um, uh, put together this documentary, and um, it's. Uh, uh, I've seen the trailer for it, and I've purchased it on Apple uh, TV, but I haven't sit, sit to watch it yet. But um, uh, it's it's uh, promises to be pretty pretty good and entertaining, and and you know, kind of a neat view of of what people really think uh, in that uh, in the development of the Ark uh, that, that we built. It's it's pretty telling what yeah. people think. Um. So, uh, but buying the movie or renting the movie supports a you know a good cause. 
design. Oh, okay, so, cool. What's the name of that movie? One more time. We believe we believe in dinosaurs. We believe in dinosaurs, guys. Because of course, I want you, you can fit dinosaurs on an arm. <laughs> sure. what, no, when they're when they're babies, <laughs> yeah, they're small. It's tiny little eggs, like Dragon Throne, Game of Thrones. You could do it just <laughs> and then throw them in the fire. As long as you keep them warm. Yeah. <laughs> so, hey, we're at the bottom of the half hour already. We're going to go wow. around and do more talking about movies. But first, let's have that music break and caller ID station. You're t- calling into 103.9 FM, low power, digital free thought radio hour here in Knoxville, Tennessee. We'll come right back after this break. You're listening to the Digital Free Thought Radio Hour on Wozo 103.9 LPFM in Knoxville, Tennessee. Feel free to join in on the conversation at 865-333-5937. That's 865-333-5937. And now, back to the show. Digital Free Thought Radio Hour. Three, two... Welcome back. I'm Dr. Five, and this is the Digital Free Thought Radio Hour on WOZO Radio 103.9 LPFM here in Knoxville, Tennessee. Today's December 8th, 2019, and it's time to talk about the free thought groups that you can join right here in Knoxville. First, there's the Atheist Society of Knoxville. Founded in 2002, we're in our 17th year. ASK now has 980-something members this morning, closing on 1,000. You can find us online at knoxvilleatheist.org, or you can go to meetup.com and search for Knoxville Atheist. It's just that simple, or even Google it. Also, you can join ASK in person at our weekly meetup, which happens every Tuesday evening at Barley's Taproom and Pizzeria in Knoxville's Old City, where we get together for food, drink, and conversation. Everybody is welcome, as long as you don't come to preach, proselytize, provoke, or punch. Thank you, Atheist Experience. By the way, if you don't live in Knoxville, you should still go to Meetup and search for an atheist group in your town. Yeah. Don't find one? Start, start one. one. That's right. Another large free-thinking group here in Knoxville are the Rationalists of East Tennessee. They've been around for more than 20 years. RET has bi-weekly presentations and discussions at the Pellissippi State Campus near Hardin Valley Road. They meet the first and third Sundays on Sunday, I'm sorry, on Goins Administration Building Cafeteria Annex. And if that's too much to remember, just go to rationalist.org and click on upcoming events. By the way, uh, um, Wombat, you need to pay attention to this part. Oh, what's going on? <laughs> we're talking, we're going to talk about Knoxville Atheist TV show. We have a Knoxville Atheist TV show. <laughs> yes, we do. It's nine years old now. It's called Free Thought Forum, and you can find it almost every Wednesday night between 6.30 and 7.30 on Comcast Channel 12 or Charter Channel 192. Or you can watch it streaming online at ctvnox.org. You can also find archives of some of their shows on YouTube where a fan has been posting them. Uh, just go to YouTube and search for Free Thought Forum Knoxville. Also, if you're interested in getting involved in the TV or the radio show, just come to an ASK meeting or RET meeting and talk to us about it. You can become our next co-host or guest. Uh, honest with, on the show with us today, we have Wombat, we have um, Boudreaux, and Getty Eddie. 
So let's get back to what we were talking about. What, Guys, Christian feel- movies or movies Christians should see? Yeah, I think it's movies that everybody should see, but especially Christians. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I have I have a weird I have a I'm I'm going to feel like a Scrooge when I say this, but I think everybody should watch the Christmas Carol or a Christmas Carol, but interpret uh-huh. it <laughs> the way that I'm interpreting it. Because if the classic Christmas Carol is, here's a guy who is very selfish and um. He goes through an experience with three different uh, uh, apparitions that show mm-hmm. him the past, the present, and what could be in the future. And yeah, examining his life. Basically, yeah. yeah. Like, this is your life, but with ghosts. And uh-huh. at the end of it, he realizes, oh, man, I need to completely change my ways and, you know, uh, give money to the poor and be really nice and kind. But it's sort of – and here's and his here's where I probably lose everybody – He's the the moral of the story is don't be selfish, but I think the moral of the story should just be don't be selfish in a really unhealthy way. The whole reason why he's being kind to the Babbitt family and everybody else is because he realizes, oh, if I do this, people are going to spit on my grave. I don't want that to happen to me. I don't want people to think I'm bad and terrible. I'm going to change it so that I get the benefit of people liking me. And if it turns out that I have to work harder for that, I'm for I can I can afford it. And so like yeah. he's still motivated by a selfish compulsion. But it's not selfishness isn't necessarily a bad thing. It's just an idea of like you need to you need to act in a way that can benefit you. <laughs> and he's doing it by the end of the movie. So yeah. that's just my that's my takeaway. So it's still kind of a, a selfish thing to do, is what you're saying. He should do it more from from compassion and empathy for his fellow man rather than to achieve a goal. Express his selfishness in a healthy way. That's all it is. Like you can be selfish and a good person. Like he's definitely a selfish good person at the end of the movie, which shows that you can be selfish. You can be interested in what you want and and motivated by it but also help other people at the same time too and there's nothing wrong those aren't mutually exclusive terms and so mm-hmm. i feel like the movie is just like hey man don't save your money and run a business <laughs> and mm-hmm. and and prioritize working really hard because that's all that's how he made all of his fortune but now it's like hey you can do all that but you can also give back to society as well and you might find that you enjoy interacting with people still work just as hard in fact have other people work for you as hard still save money but also spend some money too. have fun with it but you know enjoy your time enjoy your family time you can do all of those at the same time too before you're being really unhealthy now you're experiencing a balance in life and that's the best yeah. part sounds good i like your interpretation yeah <laughs> what's next spaghetti eddie you got another one um okay you, you guys probably watched this show. My wife watches it. Um, I forget what it's called, but it's basically these uh, these women that are in red cloaks and white hats. Oh, what is yeah. it called? It's on Amazon. Handmaiden's Handmaiden's Tale, maybe. Yeah, yeah, Handmaiden's yeah, yeah, yeah. Tale. It's parallel to that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. I think that would be like an extreme uh, example of like dogmatic sort of thinking like an authoritarian you know religion and stuff like that so i think that would be like a good example of the dangers of uh just you know closed-minded dogmatic uh religion taking over the entire country you know what i mean Mm, yeah i get it yeah i haven't seen it but from what i've seen of the commercials i can understand that yeah, I, I honestly haven't seen that much of, of it, but you know, you get a sense of it just watching one episode. We're like, wow, complete control. Like, Could you explain the premise of the show? Uh, so I think, okay, 
I may get some of this wrong, but I think the idea is there are only a certain amount of uh, women left that can produce babies, mm. and everyone else can't. And so uh, there, there's a strict rule. Basically, there's hand. Uh, what are they called? Hand uh, handmaids. Handmaidens. Handmaidens, and yeah. so they're a precious resource, and so they're controlled in a sort of religious type. Uh, theocracy and uh, the story is basically about about um these these handmaidens who are uh, under underneath this you know national control and um and their whole their whole like view of the world is hidden and they start to uh, find out more and try to break free but but they never really can um, but again, I, I haven't seen all, all the episodes. I just kind of understand the, uh, the overall idea. Mm. That's a great recommendation. I want to check that yeah. out. Yeah. What's yeah. that play on? Uh, I think it plays on Netflix. Uh, mm-hmm. no, I think it's Hulu. Hulu is the only Hulu. place I've seen it. I think. Okay. Mm, I don't get Hulu. Yeah. I, I haven't started watching it. I only just got Hulu again, so I'm yeah. going to try it. I I believe it's on Amazon. Watch the Handmaidens on uh, Handmaidens. So maybe it is Hulu. I thought it was on Amazon Prime for a second. Sorry about that. Boudreaux, your turn. What you got? Uh, I think a, uh, a classic one is uh, Contact. Oh, um, I hate that movie. Yeah. <laughs> I, I literally hate that movie. That movie irks me so bad because it's yeah. the lady... I'm sorry. Go ahead. I won't interrupt you. Go for it. No, no. I, I think I know where you're going with it. Uh, oh, I hate and, this and, movie so much. I, I watched that movie I, as a Christian. <laughs> I watched that movie as a diehard Christian, and I was just like, "Who are these people telling her to do all these Christian things? This is annoying." <laughs> like, come on, just let her invent time travels, telescope, teleporters. What? <laughs> I, I I watched it in a very different time. Uh, you know, I wasn't I wasn't the. Uh, quite the activist that I am today, but uh, <laughs> uh, but it, it you know it has an interesting you know play out. There's you know there's a love interest and one's an atheist and one's a believer and they're shoot and us with the trying, Yeah, well, basically they they make contact with with uh, an alien right. and <clears throat> um you know it it does bring up. I mean, if we find aliens, it does bring up the question: well, How does this fit into any of our God stories? Hmm. And uh, you know, of course, I think a lot of people will. Quickly pivots and 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 reinterpret you know the Bibles uh, uh, and and make room for it, but it would uh, definitely um, I don't know shake things up. So um, yeah, uh, it just I thought I thought it had an interesting uh, take on the relationships between two people and and, uh, uh, and religion. Right. But, I think it was Jodie Foster <clears throat> in the movie, right? Yeah. Okay, and she's like, "Hey, I I got radio signals back after we've been sending them out for like you know you know decades, and the radio signals are instructions to build like this giant you know piece of equipment, and I wanna I wanna get funding from the government to build it, and the government is like, every single person in the government's like, well, what would God think about that? And I'm like, what do you ca- who cares? <laughs> I was just so angry, and then and Jodie Foster's like, I can't." She's talking to her like her boyfriend or her friend or her friend partner or something. And she's like, can you believe how the government was all like, you know, what would God think about this? And are we treading on the wrong grounds? Like, this is an incredible scientific breakthrough. And the boyfriend's like, yeah, but, you know, God is a really important part of everyone's life. I'm like, no, he's not. (laughs) Build that teleporter. And then 
they build the toilet porter and then they go into space and then it's like uh i it's an old movie i can spoil it but it was like her dad her dead dad was there and he's just like so what do you think about god and i was just like why is everything so god related what is this and it made me really i think that's kind of the point of the movie though too Uh, in one way well to to realize that you know we we have a a society that that kind of put elevates god you know even above something as scientifically revolutionary as as space travel and alien species and that's you know sure important to consider because i uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was written by Carl Sagan at a time when, you know, non-believers were really sidelined, hard, hardcore, mm-hmm. and and religion was standing in the way of uh, scientific advancement uh, almost on every front. So uh, I think he was really trying to just incorporate that dichotomy in yeah. his book and, yeah. and came across like that. It was a little heavy-handed for me, but I I get the contrast now. Was, I just remember watching that as a Christian, being like, I don't care about the God part because I'm already sold on God as a Christian. I care more about this weird space teleporter thing. Can we please just fund this? I want to know about this. And like the mm-hmm. science in me was just getting really upset. It's like, why are we keep talking about God? We know God exists. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get to this yeah. space teleporter. Mm-hmm. Um, Doctor Five, you got a movie for us? Or uh, yeah, yeah. I, um, one I think that everybody should watch, whether they're religious or not, is Inherit the Wind. Inherit the Wind. Um, you, you don't know that one? No. It's it's uh, the Monkey Trial from Dayton, Tennessee, which happens to be like sixty miles or fifty miles south of Knoxville. Yeah. Uh, it was a, a big evolution trial in nineteen twenty-five. Wow. Uh, yeah. And the thing about the movie and the it's made from a play, of course, a playwright uh, took the scripts from the actual Dayton Monkey Trial and incorporated them into his play. So the things that the lawyers say back and forth uh, are actually part of the text of the play. And it, it, it comes, it's really well done. Uh, of course, it's sensationalized a little bit, but heck, it was sensationalized to the nth degree when it actually happened. Sure. The little town of Dayton was an inundated by all kinds of uh, believers. Uh, I mean, fundamentalists uh, left and right were down there, uh, you know, marching in the streets and hanging banners and telling people to read their Bibles and holding uh, uh, camp uh, revivals, the whole thing. It was, and even WGN from Chicago sent a reporter down to live wire, live wire the thing so that it had a microphone that they could broadcast directly from this, from the room, from the courtroom. And the courtroom is still standing. You could go visit it now. They have a museum at the bottom about it. But heck of a heck of a play, inherit the wind. If you haven't got a chance to see it, do. Wonderful, wonderful. Yeah, and, and that's and very wonderful too. The the two protagonists were nationally the two lawyers were nationally known attorneys at the time. Um, Clarence Darrow was acting on behalf of Evolution, and uh, William Jennings Bryant was the attorney for uh, religious belief wow. side of it. Wow. It, it was a hell of a show. I mean, I recommend it to everybody. And it's based off the Scopes trial, right? The yeah. Scopes monkey trial? Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got- it's, num- it's number one on this list of uh, atheist movies. Wow. Really? Yeah. Nice. I got um, I have a play I can recommend. It's by um, John Paul Satter. I hope I pronounced that last name right. Um, we had it as part of our book club a while back ago. But the premise is sort of like an episode of The Twilight Zone. Um, I think... Uh, Satter predates Twilight Zone, but 
the idea is three people are locked in a hotel room as part of like their afterlife. And the hotel room's completely furnished. It's not like they're in punishment, though all three of them are aware that they've been terrible human beings and that they deserve to go to hell. But when they're sent to hell, it's just a furnished hotel room with the three of them. And they, through the progress of the movie, realize how cruel they've all been, but aren't really necessarily, you know, empathetic to each other. They're more of just like, okay, here's that situation. We just need to be honest with each other. Are we going to try to get out of it? Or are we going to just going to stick like how we are right now? And they realize like, okay, let's just live in a way that we can in this hotel that causes the least amount of drama to us as possible. If we're going to be here in eternity here, if we're going to be here forever. And that does not work out well. <laughs> By the end of the movie, it's, it's just a complete catastrophe. Like everyone's just in such utter turmoil, violence, uh, just horrible, horrible situation. And one of the characters makes the realization that, Hell isn't like pitchforks and, and pits of lava. Hell is other people. And that's where that phrase came from, that cultural mm. phrase came from. I thought, What's the name of the movie again? No Exit. It's a name of a play mm. written by John Paul Satter. It's classic, classic, classic play. No Exit. Okay. Okay. Cool. Spaghetti. So I have, I have, uh, okay, I'm going to cheat a little bit because it's not it. a movie or a play. Oh. <laughs> but it, but it is a, is an experiment. So, have you guys ever heard of the uh, monkeys uh, and uh, a ladder experiment? No. Okay. So uh, the scientists did an experiment. They put uh, a bunch of monkeys in a room. They, were, they gave them a ladder, and, and, yeah. and they put a banana uh, in the middle of the room on a string, enough where they could reach it if they used the ladder. And so... Eventually, one monkey tries to go up the ladder to get the banana, and they spray the entire, uh, you know, all the monkeys. They spray all the monkeys uh, with water, and uh, so that prevents them from getting the banana. They keep the, they a few of them try, uh, and they keep getting sprayed and sprayed. And so eventually, any nobody monkey tries, yeah. and yeah, nobody tries, and any monkey that does they get kind of beat up by the other monkeys because they don't want to get sprayed with water. Mm. So, so what they do now that they've established this, this uh, behavior is they would take one monkey out and put a new monkey in. And mm. this new monkey doesn't know what's going to happen. So the new monkey tries to go up the ladder. All the monkeys stop him, beat him up, tell him you don't do that. Wow. Even after they stop spraying them. And so, and so then they take another monkey out, put a new monkey in. Same process. They keep going until there there is no monkeys that have been sprayed. It's all new monkeys, but they're all been conditioned not to go up there. Wow, yeah. that's legal. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And so, oh man, science! What are you doing? Okay, it's uh, it, it's basically a uh, a warning of. Do you know why you can't do that? Yeah. Or are you just following? No, I think it's profound. I think it was yeah. a wow. really well done experiment. It shows us a lot. It shows that, like, if animals are susceptible to this, let's now make the case for why you think humans aren't. If we can also show that, you know, humans aren't that much different from an animal. Yeah. I remember telling somebody this, uh, this experiment, and then the next day they're like, I don't know why I say bless you. Why do, why do people say bless you? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. Why? Why do you do that? <laughs> that was totally a cheat. 
You're yeah, totally kidding. Kind of, I mean, can talk about experiments all day. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I, I, I didn't have a movie. So. Yeah. Okay. Um, hey, uh, we were talking about uh, uh, Amazon movies real quick. I'll, I'll fill in one just real quick. I think people should be aware of The Emperor's New Clothes. If you guys not aware of that, that's like the the king who got like the spindle of fabric that was invisible. Put it on because he was shamed not to, basically. He's just like, well, I don't want to look stupid, so I must be able to see the fabric if only smart people can see the fabric. So, yeah. And then he puts it on and he basically walks through the streets naked until a kid says, hey, the vampire is naked. And I think it speaks to the idea of being able, being willing to challenge concepts that even everyone's pretending to know if that makes sense. So like sort of like how um, Spaghetti brought up like, hey, if you're a monkey in this new cage with a bunch of other monkeys, no one lets you go up the ca- the ladder. It's like, well, why not? <laughs> you should be free to like boldly ask that question and, and explore. And, or any and question for that matter. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if it makes someone offended or not, or if a mo- bunch of monkeys are going to grab you and tell you not to go up that mm-hmm. ladder. It's like, at least be willing to question. Like if you're in a new right. situation, that's right. It. All right. Boudreau, what you got? I'm going to uh, cheat a little bit, too. Maybe, uh, uh, <laughs> well, so much but, cheating. No, this is, this is, this is movie, movie related, definitely. <laughs> and we were thankful, right? Yeah. Um, I'm, curi- I'm curious if anyone else has the same. Uh, I, I'll admit it's kind of a... I'm not proud of it, hmm. but I have this thing where I've, I've discovered there are several really popular atheist actors. Oh. Um, they're openly atheist and, and, you know, Ricky Gervais is obviously one, uh, you know, um, Brad Pitt, uh, Julian Moore, um, uh, Angelina Jolie. And, and, you know, I've even gone so far as that there are some pretty comprehensive lists of, you know, famous atheists and, okay, yeah, Yeah. but, but in doing that, I find that I like the actors more (laughs) and Mm. it's horrible to say it out loud, but, but I really, I'm, I met Matt Damon. I'm kind of drawn to his work, uh, just knowing that, you know, we have kind of similar, uh, views on things. And it's just, uh, it's, <clears throat> it's not very, uh, uh, again, I'm not very happy, uh, about the, the feeling, but it's, it's something that I, that I notice. And, uh, I just, I prefer the, I prefer those movies automatically. You know, if I'm trying to decide between two movies, this one's got Matt Damon. I got, you know, he's a fellow atheist. I gotta watch this. Is, uh, is anyone else that <laughs> easily duped, or is this just no? Me? Absolutely not. Stephen no, Fry, no. for example, was yeah. uh, he's yeah. one of the most famous atheist actors there is. Yeah. I loved him in Black Adder, mm-hmm. and when I found out that he was like also a really strong proponent for like free thought, I was like, oh, isn't that really cool? And continued yeah. to like enjoy his work even more outside of his work with Rowan Atkinson. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, okay. Let me throw one out. Um, Again, uh, we talked about, um, what is it? Inherit the Wind, uh, the monkey trial and all that. Uh, But most of you hadn't seen it. Uh, I was wondering if maybe you haven't seen the Dover trial as well. I saw, Uh, I actually saw the monkey trial when I was in like third grade and mm -hmm. it went completely over my head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now Maybe I it's see, time to revisit it. Yeah, now I see, now I recognize it. I'm like, now yeah. that I saw like a screenshot of it. I was like, oh, so yeah. that's what my teacher was trying to do. Good yeah. job, Miss well, Worthington. <laughs> right. so what about the Dover trial? 
Uh, um, that's Dover, Pennsylvania. It's intelligent design on trial. Uh, um, back the original monkey trial was because it was illegal in Tennessee to teach evolution, hmm. and they taught it anyway, and they it went to trial. Wow. This new one, it's now illegal to teach uh, intelligent design or religion in school, but they did it anyway, and I, they went to court. So it was pretty much the same type of thing, but in 1995, I think it was, it happened. And uh, the judge was a, a, a Republican appointee, George W. Bush appointee, and everybody thought that, you know, he's going to side with religion. But he listened to all the evidence, and he said, he said that intelligent design is religion and does not need to be in school. And uh, it's, it's really a, like a one-and-a-half-hour documentary that I highly recommend, um, mainly because how dishonest the religious side was. And that's the thing that I think really pushed him over the edge, that they kept lying to him. Sure. You don't lie to a judge during a trial. <laughs> Unless if you're paying them, really. So I have, uh, we also have questions from Reddit, and uh, we can probably do one real quick. Um, this okay. one, this one's coming from a guy named Honeysickle. He said he's been, he had a conversation with a street epistemologist. He's posting to basically reach out and say, like, here's my impressions from the talk. And he is, his opinion is, um, from what I've, from what I've heard, street epistemology is coming to understand how things are known and how reliable the method was to determining that. And I was discussing this reliability with some of my coworkers, acquaintances, and friends today on what the most reliable method would be. The most reliable method would be. I had thought that the most reliable method would be something like obtaining results from hundreds of thousands of people across the world. But after my discussion, my view changed. Now, the way in which I reliably determine if something is true or false is when I or other people have no more questions or follow-up questions relating to the claim. Is there a drawback to this method? <laughs> oh, yeah. Spaghetti. Yes. <laughs> uh, it's, limited, it's limited to the amount of questions you can think of. Yeah. Because if you have, if you like, hey, I have no question, uh, Zeus uh, is angry. He sent the lightning bolt down. It makes perfect sense. Mm -hmm. I mean, what is there to think about, you know? And so you can get lost in the uh, yeah. uh, argument from ignorance. I just don't have right. any other questions. I or people accepting accepting uh, supernatural claims, uh, hand over fist, you know, left and right, and they uh, that answers all their questions. And it's just sure. the whole basis of their answers is flawed. Yeah. So, like, you can run into the situation where you one, like Spaghetti said, mentioned, you can't think of any questions to ask, and then another one where you omit or block yourself from asking more questions because you're already comfortable with the answer that you have. And then I, I would throw in my hat and say there's probably an argument from exhaustion. <laughs> or exhaustion. When you're talking to someone, yeah. you're just like, it's just not getting through to this person. I'm going to have to, why don't you think about it? We're just going to move on. And, and they might feel satisfied in the fact that, haha, I was closed minded through that whole talk and no one was able to change my mind. Therefore, there was no follow up questions to challenge my point of view. Therefore, I'm right. And you get that too. So, um, yeah, I, I would say, oh, Boudreaux, do you have anything to weigh on? Is, is, is when someone can't come up with a follow-up question proof that your claim is true? I, I, I think Spaghetti Eddie hit, it, hit the nail on the, the head, uh, argument of ignorance. I mean, it, it's, <laughs> yeah, just being unable to think of 
a question at the time, and depending on what your time frame is, how long are you going to spend mm. coming up with questions? I mean, is it, you know, do you have five minutes, or can you spend a, you know, a career looking into it? I mean, it's, yeah, that's a very poor way to, to, to line it up, so... I think it goes back to saying, like, hey, I don't know is a perfectly valid answer to have. Yeah. Uh, well, going back to what the, uh, the the guy on Reddit was asking, I think the context was, like, what's the best method to evaluate miracle claims and mm -hmm. stuff like that? I think a, a good benchmark would be, well, what's the best method uh, we know of in general, of getting uh, reliable results, that would be the scientific method. So sure. if we apply the scientific method to one particular miracle claim, what would be better than that? And so that might help um, refine or, or think like, okay, here's here's the, the like where we're at right now. How do we make this better hmm. instead of, you know, just general questions? Yeah, and I think striving towards a better methodology is just, in my opinion, as good as having an answer that you think is right, or maybe even better, <laughs> because you yeah. can always work on something and make it better. And um, recognizing that you're you're lacking, or you have a test that can't test something, um, is yeah. it, it's it's good recognition in its own right. And I was also watching uh, a debate between T Jump and Matt Slick, I think it is, and I think he came up with a brilliant observation. Because when when you when you talk about uh, the scientific method and peop, uh, some objections you get is well that's just assuming a natural naturalistic materialistic world and it's like actually no it's not uh, something can be testable and repeatable even if it's supernatural so if you think that a miracle can happen uh, just repeat it and test it and and, mm -hmm. and know its limits it's not limited to a naturalistic sort of, sort of uh, thinking it's like science doesn't go there because um, you, you can't necessarily uh, verify that, but it's not necessarily in principle limited uh, to natural the world, if that makes sense. Yeah. So still, the, the scientific method is strong enough to evaluate supernatural claims if we can even get there. Even if it does nothing but give us better answers on average yeah. going forward, yeah. it's worth uh, following. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm just interested in the idea that we can constantly improve our best method. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm towards right. that endeavor. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. we got five minutes left in the show. I'm really tempted. This is a really good last question. There was a guy who was asking, um, I'm talking with a guy who believes that if everyone in the world believed that God was real, God would be real. And he believes that skepticism inhibits or hampers this process i'm thinking of instead of asking him to prove this belief i could have i could have asked about how they came to the belief in the first place and then maybe explore their thought process a bit more from there how would you approach this that's the question that uh we had from d dollar sign on reddit Ooh, i think an outside test uh would be warranted like if everyone believes that the earth was flat would it be flat hmm That's pretty good. I like that. Yeah, that's fine. I had a, I literally had a guy uh, give me that, and I asked him if everyone thought two plus two equals five, would it be five? And he said yes. <laughs> uh, well, what I say about it is, we need more skepticism because who wants to wish a uh, celestial dictators into existence? Yeah. Though, isn't that also an admission that the God doesn't exist? 
just by virtue of the fact that not everybody believes in that God. Yeah. I yeah. wonder if that'd be a worthwhile thing. To that's that's true. Like that. True. Good point. All right. Oh yeah. <laughs> round table. <laughs> round table. Let's close up. Uh, what did you guys learn? What's some cool things that you'll be checking out? We've made a lot of really cool video lists. I'd say the Ricky Gervais movies were cool. I'm going to check out Sunset Limited for sure. We believe yeah, in dinosaurs. I want to try that one. I'll, I I think I have Hulu, so I'll check out Handmaidens. Uh, Handmaidens, and I think Inherit mm-hmm. the Wind should be uh, a standard. <laughs> <laughs> and pay attention to our own when you want to see these yeah, classic movies. Yeah. Um, what what good things do you guys want to check out? Well, the thing that, that they mentioned that Sunset Limited sounded really interesting. I'm going to try that yeah. for sure. Pudra, yeah. what do you think? I'm, I'm intrigued by Inherent the Wind. Um, although it, it, it's a black and white, it's an older film, and those I don't know for oh, whatever reason I always kind of yeah. I, I I but but this the content seems so interesting that. But I think I, I want to check that out. And, uh, um, yeah, I, Pudra, I took you know, a lot of notes. You here. know, if you wear those colorblind <laughs> yeah. glasses when you watch those movies, black and white movies suddenly have like bursting Tuscan colors. Oh, is that right? Yeah, it's true. It's very I, true. Uh, I, I'm skeptical, but okay. <laughs> I think you'll get yeah, a kick out of who's playing Darwin. I mean, uh, <laughs> uh, playing, uh, what's his name? Scopes. When yeah. you watch okay. You'll watch Sunset Limited and you'll think, oh, is Tommy Lee Jones the black guy? Because <laughs> I've just seen so much color right now. Uh, Spaghetti Eddie, hey. what, what are your some of your closing final thoughts? Um, here, here's a movie you should definitely not see if you're a Christian <laughs> and you don't understand evolution. Okay. There's a, I think there's a movie called Evolution. Oh, and it's, yeah. Like, yeah. it's like a comedy. It is. And, and as a, it, it basically portrays evolution as like... Uh, a species evolving on the fly before they even have kids and it's, and, and they keep getting better and better and better, like through one generation. Mm-hmm. And it's like this, uh, it, internal intelligent, uh, sort of evolution. It just makes no sense. Right. Uh, but it's funny. It is fun. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's my favorite kind of comedy. I would say, yeah. hey, if I can make a, a recommendation of a movie you shouldn't watch, but you should totally watch, don't pay for it. <laughs> you can watch it without paying for it, go for it. But God yeah. is not dead. It's a uh, Christian propaganda oh, movie. Gosh. Oh, yeah, oh, you know yeah. about it. It's a Christian propaganda yeah. movie about why atheism is bad and why they're terrible people and why God is not dead. And it has so many back-to-back corny scenes. It's so good. It's so good. And there's lots yeah. of spoof. It has, it has a sequel, too. I did not know there was a sequel. Yeah. Yes. What's it called? Is it God's Not Dead yeah, too? Yes. No. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> or they could have been God's Still Not Dead or something like that. Or God Lives or something. Uh, all right. That's going to throw me back. That was my okay, the, one thing uh, you ought to be aware of. There is a podcast out there called God Awful Movies. Ooh. And it's about Christian movies. And they take them and pan them for about an hour and a half. And it's just one. They probably have a hundred episodes out there about Christian movies that they, they just it make fun of basically all the way through god awful movies if you get a chance to listen to it larry let's close the show okay that's about it for this week we're gonna join you next week at seven o'clock on eastern standard time in knoxville tennessee at wozo radio 103.9 lpfm and don't sweat about going to hell everybody's going to somebody else's hell the time to worry about is when they prove that heavens and hells and souls are real so don't sweat it just have a good life we'll see you next week say bye everybody bye everybody Bye. Later. Digital free radio hour. Simply the best. Thank you for having me. WLZOLP 103.9 FM, Knoxville.